64,000 is the median number of words per book. Average person reads about 200 words per minute. Simple math will tell us that is one book in 320 minutes. To accomplish this in seven days, numbers say you would have to read for 45 minutes a day. Don't forget to subscribe. Hit that notification button, like, comment, and share. Enjoy. Hello, and happy day. How does slowing down sound to you today? Would you like to reduce the noise for just a bit? Are you ready to make a choice and decide to listen? My name is Igor, SF Walker. I'm here to remind people to slow down to reduce the noise, to walk their lives into a natural flow. Welcome back to the Book of the Week series every week as I read another amazing title. I share it with the world and today we look at happy money. The Japanese art of making peace with your money by Ken Honda. In this video we ask the questions. Money has the ability to smile or cry? Money changes when it is given with a certain energy or a feeling. Why do we want money so much? What is the function of money? Are there really only two types of money? What are the five most basic money personalities? What if I told you money is a game? How well do you play now? Would you consider yourself to be winning? Once again, winning is not how well you do financially. It is how good you feel about playing. Stick around till the end. I will share with you some tools I haven't used that will help you tremendously in this game of life. Discover a way to find out what actually motivates you. What innate human need is driving all of your decisions and your behavior. I will share some tools to improve your self-awareness, social awareness, self-management and relationship management. Money can laugh or cry, depending on how it was given or received. If it was given out of guilt, anger or sadness, the money will be crying. And in contrast, if the money is given out of love, gratitude or happiness, the money will be smiling or even laughing because it would be imbued with the positive energy from the giver. Money brings with it so many emotions more than we even realize, even when we are aware of it, such as when we feel stressed about endless stacks of bills or paychecks or our lack of savings for the future, we often think we are powerless. We feel hopeless and defeated. We even feel resentful and jealous of others who had more than us. We may even give up trying to earn more or to even receive more. So many of us think of money as the enemy, the dark force that is keeping us from the living the life we're supposed to have or doing the things we love, so few of us see the potential that money 
has to bring us joy, gratitude, and happiness, especially when we give it away freely and with the same positive energy as we received it. So much money exists in the world. There's so much money out there right now spreading happiness and love. But so much is also spreading sadness and fear. There are two kinds of money, happy money and unhappy money. Happy money is the kind that a 10-year-old boy uses to buy flowers for his mom on Mother's Day. Happy money is when parents gladly pinch pennies in order to save a few extra dollars each week to be able to send their kids to soccer camp or take piano lessons. There are so many ways regular old money can become happy money. All the money circulated with love, care, and friendship is happy money. Conversely, unhappy money is the kind of money you use to begrudgingly pay your rent, your bills, and your taxes. You don't have to stretch your imagination too far. We've all experienced the many forms of unhappy money. Paying or receiving money is alimony after an ugly divorce. Receiving a salary from an employer, from a job you do not like, but cannot bring yourself to leave. Unwillingly paying off credit cards with huge interest rates. Receiving money from somebody who resents paying you. Like an unhappy customer who says, you do not deserve it, but I will pay you anyway to honor the contract. Stealing money from anyone. Money circulated in frustration, anger, sadness, and in despair is unhappy money. This kind of money makes people stressed, desperate, aggravated, depressed, and sometimes violent. To put it plainly, it is not how much you make or have that makes you have happy money or unhappy money. It is the energy with which your money is given and received that determines your flow. Whether you make a lot of money or very little, your money can be in either flow. Your money and hence your life is a reflection of your beliefs about money. If you believe it is something that can be used for good, that is abundant, and that it can be given and received freely, your outer life will begin to reflect that inner change. But if you hold on to negative mindsets and false beliefs about money, that it is evil, that it creates drama, that it is the root cause of all that is bad in your life, you can bet that your outer reality will soon reflect that inner monologue. There are two kinds of wealthy people, the happy ones and the unhappy ones. The happy ones seem to have great relationships with their families, and all of them worked in the fields that they loved. They also received great respect from the employees and clients alike, and they would give the shirts off their backs to people in need. Conversely, unhappy wealthy people 
were thinking about how much they could make and how to increase their net worth. All that they could think about was creating new businesses and taking advantage of other people legally. They were your classic two-faced con artists. They tend to treat their employees poorly. And they were rude to waiters and drivers, but they behaved well with those who could give them money or do something to help them get ahead. When it comes to money, what if anything is in your control? I would venture to say how we feel about money is what we can control. And that has more to do with our feelings about being wealthy than any real estate, stock, gold, or cryptocurrency market out there. People everywhere in the world feel like they're not treated fairly. Many of us believe that it is a zero-sum game. If someone else has something, then we cannot have it. We believe that if others have a lot of money, then automatically they are depriving us of our money. We attach a lot of negative emotions to money. When we think of it this way, the scarcity mindset is a belief that there are limited resources in the world. And if we do not get when we want it, what we want, someone else then will. We have to get it soon because it's running out. And if it's running out, we have to do everything in our power to make sure we have it before anyone else does. All sorts of negative influences drive our behavior when we think like this. There are three functions of money. The function of exchange, the function of saving, and the function of growth. Once you can put into perspective the emotional reasons for wanting money, you will start to feel more connected to your own needs and be less stressed about money. This is how you can be released from money's control over you. There's always an emotional drive behind wanting money, but if you become disconnected from the underlying emotions, well, we can get stuck in a cycle of trying to make money without really understanding what we really need. Reason number one, to maintain a basic standard of living. Reason number two, to gain power. Reason number three, to get back at others. Reason number four, find freedom. Reason number five, to gain love and attention. And reason number six, to express love and attention. When it comes to money, there are two approaches to it, love and fear. When you earn and spend money, you do it either with love or with fear. Financial wisdom consists of two parts, money IQ and money EQ, money IQ intelligence quotient. Is focused on financial intelligence, which you obtain when learning about investing, tax law, and general monetary knowledge. Money EQ, emotion quotient, is the emotional intelligence required to deal with your reactions towards money, even though you may have an MBA level education. If your money EQ is low, you could very well end up losing money. People who are confident 
aren't that way because they are rich. They are rich because they are confident. You need to trust before you get money. All success is an outgrowth of confidence. And when you are able to trust the flow of money, both in and out of our lives, being confident comes naturally. From a money EQ perspective, people who engage with money can be broadly separated into three types. The type who actively engages with money and tries to control it. The type who tries to have nothing to do with money. And the type who actively tries to stay as far away from money as possible. The type who tries to have nothing to do with money is the indifferent type. And the type who actively tries to stay as far away as possible is the monk type. There are also three variations of the type who actively engages with the money, depending on how they try to control it. The hoarder, the spender, and the money-making addict. These three subtypes, in addition to the first two types I named, make up the five most basic money personalities. You can be the smartest person in the world, but if you don't have a handle, on your emotions and how they affect your behavior. It is impossible to make clear, good decisions related to money. One way to do this, I believe, is to become aware of your emotions, your innate proclivities and personality type, and then to seek out a mentor who can help you assess your relationship with money and guide you through your career. The money books are primarily divided into two categories, technical books and mental attitude books. The technical books focus more on the money IQ and financial ins and outs. By the tenth page, you may feel beaten up many times, and you may feel like giving up. The other kinds of books are focused on mental attitude. They focus largely also on the law of attraction. For example, if you imagine a million dollars and you believe it will be yours, it will be attracted to you. And although I am a believer in the law of attraction and the importance of the positive mental attitude, I also do know that it doesn't happen that easily. Nevertheless, it cannot hurt to have a positive attitude. The principle is to receive the love and support of others with your sincere heart when you are experiencing negative emotions. Getting through it on your own can be near impossible, but with the love and support of others. Problems that seemed big at the outset start to shrink to a manageable size and they become easier to sort out and handle. We already discussed seeking help from friends and mentors in order to believe in a better future. We tend to believe that unless we do something for others, we cannot get support from them. In fact, it is a beginning. Being open to receiving help is a powerful step in the right direction if you allow yourself to receive support unconditionally. You will begin to understand that you can share and help others as well. The love and support of our friends has the power to lessen anxieties that would otherwise consume us and paralyze us. There are only two approaches you can take. 
You can either use your money well or allow your money to use you. We have been unintentionally programmed by our parents to believe in the scarcity of money. They say things like, there's never enough money. That's just the way it is. Our traumatic experience begin around the age of six or seven. When we begin to hear our parents make similar complaints and then we notice the size of the houses we live in, the clothes we wear and the cars our parents drive, we start to buy into the idea of scarcity too. We begin to compare ourselves to classmates. If they have more than we do, we think we cannot have it now. We suddenly want more. What we have isn't enough. By the age of 10, we know where our parents rank in society and we learn about the real world. Now, through self-awareness and observation, we can ameliorate our moods and our relationships. We can begin to reframe our approaches to money. We can stop seeing it as something that harms us and begin to see it as something that does have potential to bring good into our lives. So let's get started. Money is scary. When you think that money can accomplish anything, money seems bigger than what it is. We know we can get hurt by money. That is why we begin to be afraid of money. We are afraid of many things, but money by itself is not scary. Money can create trouble. If you have a bad memory about money, you may feel this way, but money does not create trouble. We do we create trouble? We create trouble when we break promises, when we break contracts, when we withhold money out of greed, when we miss payments, or we don't use it in a sincere way. We do. Money supports people. Money makes people happy. Money helps realize dreams. Money bonds people together. Money warms people's hearts. You can send flowers to sick friends. Your money history is how you have lived with money. Once we know why we think the way we do about money, then we can begin to heal and to change. People believe things because this is all they have been thought their entire lives. One way to heal your past financial wounds is to accept that what you learned is not your fault. And it is not your parents' fault. They learned from their parents who learned from theirs. Collectively, as a society, we all share some responsibility for perpetuating these beliefs. We affirm them often and regularly. So when people don't have money or they can't give money away or do things they want to do because they don't have enough money, then they feel worthless. They feel powerless and what do people who feel powerless and worthless do? They yell. They scream. They take it out on their kids. You alone can create your own future, largely by how you think about and act in the present. The energy that we do put out into the world, our beliefs and words and attitudes, is the energy that comes back to us. 
If money is energy and is in constant flow, then it is currently flowing all around us. Right now, in our homes, in our communities, our social circles, it is everywhere. Even if you cannot see it, it is there. This may be a new concept and difficult to grasp, but I am sure you will see things differently after this. In the city, you can feel a certain energy all around you. Why? Because money is flowing rapidly and in abundance. People are buying gas for their cars. They're running to the store for food. They're heading out to do something fun like watch a ball game, see a movie. You see, everything requires money and millions of city folks are using it to exchange for goods or services. Exchange a current, if you will, hence the term currency. You are responsible for the charge of energy you infuse your money with. You can quite literally charge your money mass and flow speed with your intensity of energy. If you charge your energy positively, i.e. increase the level of energy associated with money, you will then see an increase in money and in flow. It's the law of the universe. So how do you positively charge your money to create happy money? Gratitude and appreciation. And yes, it is that simple. And it is true, money does come and go. Just as we must eat food to survive, we also have to release it in the form of waste or energy. There must be flow, a balance, if you will. This is natural law. You can categorize wealth in two ways, stock and flow. Your stock is your collection of savings, stocks, bonds, and real estate. These things help maintain what we call our net worth or our financial value. Some are tangible and others are just numbers in a digital world that can be turned into something else. You can generate money as dividends and as rent. Other kinds simply keep value but may not generate anything unless sold or traded. Art, classic cars, jewelry, gold. Flow is your income. If you have assets, then you can receive income from them. But if you don't, you need to earn income by working. And life depends on what kind of flow you create. If you create a fun and happy flow, you can feel joy and excitement in everyday life. If you have enough assets, you don't need to worry about work. When you think of money, it is easy to mix up stock and flow. Most people see money only as flow and therefore they never pay much attention to assets. It doesn't matter if you were born into a tough situation. or if you have put yourself there. You are a part of an unfolding story. And the good news is this, you are the author of the story. And you get to determine the point of view. Your story can be a pursuit of happiness and a journey of adventure. If you choose, you first have to aim at something. What you aim at determines how the world unfolds before you. 
There's a lot of liberation in that truth. Think about it. If you decide to turn your gaze towards something, your reality becomes what you are looking at. Therefore, aim at the best thing that you can think of. Take a risk. When you feel like you are being called to do so, it is usually the right direction and it lifts you to the next level. How do you know what risk to take? It will be the choice to do what matters most to you. Do not let fear stop you. And there you have it. Happy money, the Japanese art of making peace with your money. Please do help out. It is easy. Simply like this video so more people can enjoy it. Share it too and spread the word. Leave a comment and share your thoughts. Subscribe to my channel and stay up to date. And the link to this book is in the description below. So buy it and read. Never stop learning, especially learning about yourself and nature. So gift yourself by taking the free human needs test on my website and find out what actually motivates you, what innate human need is driving all of your decisions and your behavior. And if you feel you are ready to improve your self-awareness, social awareness, self-management and relationship management even further, do check out my Master of Life Awareness program. The links are in the description below. Thank you. Love and respect.